0: now the first couple of texas radio here's bill and allison mencaro
1: we are indeed bill and allison i'm allison and i seem to be bill <laughs> good morning allison good morning bill it's nice to be here on the radio we appreciate you tuning in to the bill and allison mencaro show
2: you
1: do. on the hill country patriot which is your information station and uh, that is certainly true that is certainly true. You get what we try to do on the Hill Country Patriot is to bring you. Our job is to bring you information that you won't find anywhere else. We dig for the stories behind the stories. You know, we live in an age of fake news and fake meat and fake genders, and uh, but nothing fake about the Hill Country Patriot. And we're uh, so stay tuned. If you haven't heard us before, stay tuned and find out. And that's true of all of our programming on the Hill Country Patriot. But again, we are, Bill and Allison, we are not PC. That's a warning, isn't it, Allison? Yes, it is. But we are... We are not politically correct. That's right. But we are... non binary By non binary That's right. Uh, but most importantly, we try to be biblically correct. And uh, getting to that point, from Proverbs chapter 3, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. He preordains everything that happens, uh, whether we think it's good or bad or not. But it's hard to sometimes uh, realize that, or to what is called assurance. Um, a writer named Ezekiel Hopkins, uh, writing in the 1600s, said, wrote, None have assurance at all times, as in a walk that is shaded with trees and checkered with light and shadow, some tracks and paths in it are dark, and others are sunshine. Such is usually the life of the most assured Christian. I remember a, a print uh, that uh, someone gave you. I, I've, I've, I've gave me. Gave you. It it uh, mm. it showed a girl who looked very much like you. Uh, it was a it was you know it's an art art print. A girl much like you walking in one direction, and there's this hand coming down from heaven, turning your head in another direction.
3: <laughs> somebody somebody and, gave
1: that to me? Yes. Um, Lisa Tompkins gave you that. And uh, it. Uh, I really like that print. I don't know what, it was in your your office up in, you know. I don't, anyway, I, I just think that is so revealing that we think we're going in one direction, but the Lord is turning us into another direction because it's the path he wants us to take. Sometimes we don't like that. like a little kid, you know, wants to run across a busy street because he sees an ice cream shop on the other side of the street. Mm -hmm. But the parent grabs him and says, no. And the kid thinks, oh, you're being mean to me. (laughs) Well, the Lord is not being mean to us. He's protecting us, taking care of us, whatever that is. Well, it's a birthday, and uh, birthday greetings to Admiral James Bond Stockdale, the late Admiral Stockdale. U.S. Navy Admiral, Congressional Medal of Honor recipient. As a naval aviator, he was shot down in the Vietnam War on his 201st mission, flying an A-4E. He served seven and a half years as a prisoner of war. He was the highest-ranking naval officer captured during that war. Mm. And uh, Admiral Stockdale was once asked, uh, uh, how do you survive it's that long in a, in a POW camp? I mean, they tortured him and everything. We'll talk about that in a minute. But he uh, his remark was... Uh, the people that suffer the most are the optimists. They think, oh, I'll be, I'll be out of here by Christmas. I'll be out of here by, you know, within a few months or a few weeks or whatever. He said, those are the ones that suffer the most. He said, I, I never thought that. Uh, Admiral Stockdale was awarded the Medal of Honor for his valor and bravery while he was imprisoned. The Congressional Medal of Honor, the highest uh, honor you can get. Um, his uh, citation reads, For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity. In, <laughs> yeah, intrepidity intrepidity, he was intrepid, at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty while senior naval officer in the prisoner of war camps of North Vietnam. Recognized by his captors as the leader in the prisoner's resistance to interrogation and in their refusal to participate in propaganda exploitation, Admiral Stockdale was singled out for interrogation and torture after he was detected in a covert communications attempt. Sensing the start of another purge and aware that his earlier efforts at dissuading his captors from exploiting him for propaganda purposes had resulted in cruel and agonizing punishment, Admiral Stockdale resolved to make himself a symbol of resistance regardless of personal sacrifice. He deliberately inflicted a near fatal wound to himself in order to convince his North Vietnamese captors of his willingness to give up his life rather than cooperate with them. Uh, He was revived by the North Vietnamese who were convinced of his spirit, indomitable spirit, and uh, stopped this excessive harassment and torture toward all the prisoners of war. By his heroic action, at great peril to himself, he earned the everlasting gratitude of his fellow prisoners and of his country. Admiral Stockdale's valiant leadership and extraordinary courage in a hostile environment sustain and enhance the finest traditions of the U.S. Naval Service. That's all from his uh, citation for the Congressional Medal of Honor. And after his retirement as the most highly decorated officer in the history of the U.S. Navy, Admiral Stockdale became the president of the Citadel, which, of course, is the military college of South Carolina. Uh, I sent this to a friend of ours who is uh, uh, retired now, but she was the highest-ranking female officer in the Navy, an admiral. And uh, she uh, wrote back, and she said, you may want to look at the book Admiral and Mrs. Sybil Stock- Stockdale wrote about their experiences while he was a POW. It's called In Love and War. Uh, it is a, what she's, uh, our Admiral friend said is a wonderful book told about his captivity from both their points of view. Sybil Stockade is as much a hero as he is. She kept her faith and her family strong, and was one of the people behind the League of Families, the organization, and other organizations founded to help the families of POWs during their captivity. His heroism was great, but too often her heroism is overlooked. And uh, that's, uh, as I say, written by uh, a very close friend of ours, who was the uh, highest-ranking woman in the the U.S. Navy until her recent retirement. And... uh, I can probably say that I've been kissed on the lips (laughs) by by an an admiral. By an admiral. That's right. Oh, my. I knew that was coming. You knew that was coming, (laughs) did you? Well, we've got a lot to talk about on the show other than Admiral Stockdale, but we're happy to do that. We've got some other birthdays to celebrate of musicians, and you're going to hear some songs a little bit later about uh, some musicians having birthdays today. And we're going to talk about uh, the um, a few things you may not know about that horrible murder in Fredericksburg that happened uh, this week, and uh, some Texas new other Texas news about uh, things. And have got a, oh my gosh, I've got a pile of stories. I'll bet I'll bet this pile is four or five six inches high, something like that. <laughs> but
3: uh, I think it's about nine inches.
1: I've, high. What have you got, Allison?
3: Well, for, for Christmas. Okay, I'm I'm gonna take it to the lighter side <laughs> for Christmas. Bill got me an OMG oh fact of the day calendar.
1: I did. I thought so, it'd be useful for the radio show.
3: So I thought I thought I would share some of them for the first th- three days of of the year. I'm not going to share every single one because some of them are gonna be sort of boring. But uh, you know, we all use duffel bags. But do you know why it's called a duffel bag?
1: Invented by Mr. Duffel.
3: Because they were originally made oh. from thick wool and the the wool came from a, a town in Belgium named Duffel.
2: Hmm.
3: That's mildly interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think the <laughs> operative word there is mildly. That's okay. Hey, it's my okay. gift to you. I can't complain about it.
3: Okay. Well well this this applies to us. The colder the room you sleep in, The better chances are you'll have a bad dream. What? Don't ask me why. That's scientifically proven. And we we sleep in a cold
1: bedroom. Yeah, we do. I woke up the
3: other day and was 64.
1: Oh, it's been in the 50s. That's warm comparatively.
3: Okay, and this this is my favorite one. The average computer user spends more time touching their computer keyboard than their spouse or partner.
1: Oh, gee. (laughs) You didn't have to breed that one. Oh my gosh! Oh my
2: gosh!
3: Well, you know that's true.
1: Well, speak. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, cold bedrooms and sleep and all, I bought myself, and I can highly if you if you like to to snuggle under a bunch of a big pile of blankets, and this is good weather to do that. Uh, I looked into. I never had a weighted blanket before, and I looked into. Well, d- did itle- apparently
3: that's a new thing. Well, rel- i I'd rel- never heard of them until recently.
1: Yeah, relatively new thing, and uh, there are there are ones that they fill them with uh, glass beads or sand. But I read, you know, maybe you don't want that if, if you know if it rips or you you have some pet who scratches it, you're going to have sand or glass beads all over your bed, uh, millions of them. But uh, I found a company called Silk and Snow, and they have heavy, heavyweight, um, you know, heavy blankets. Uh, like 15, 20, 25 pounds, uh, and uh, they are made of real thick, heavy cotton rope, basically that are, that is hand knitted. Uh, so, and it's very obviously very heavy. And uh, that comes in a variety of colors. And uh, I bought one for myself, and I absolutely love it. It is so snuggly and so warm. So if you're looking for a weighted blanket, they're not paying for advertising. Uh, they should. We'll send them a no. bill. As a matter uh, of fact, what Silk I, and Snow is the name of the company.
3: What I can say is I tried it. Wait.
1: Yeah. And, and I don't like it. You don't a, like it? At well, at you all. don't like a weighted blanket, I no, guess. No, I don't. I, yeah. I
3: like a. a, a, a Comforter. No, this is a, so
1: snugly, and it's not warm. I, li-
3: I like a down comforter.
1: Well, the thing about this it's one, very is lightweight. It's, well, this is well, it's not lightweight, but it's not hot. You think, oh, this would be really hot? No, because there's, it's it's loosely hand knitted of this mm-hmm. this cable, basically cable size uh, cotton, uh, twisted cotton. But there's a, it's uh, very loosely knitted, and there's you can actually see th- see through the opening, so it's uh, it's breathable as well. Boy, I sh- they should hire me. I'll tell you that. It, or, but not me. Not higher? No. 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 You, because, apparently you no. don't like to sleep. No, I, I don't like it. You've never to liked to sleep just, under... Uh, to
3: me, it's just sort of suffocating, having uh, this big heavy thing oh, on top of it. me.
1: I love it. It's so snuggly and warm. Of course, somebody could snuggle with me, but <laughs> it doesn't seem to happen. I have to buy, I have to buy my snuggles. <laughs> well, the old Farmer's Almanac, this being uh, the beginning of the month, we always like to consult the old Farmer's Almanac to see what they have to say about the weather coming up. You know, as I've said before, they predict the weather over a year in advance to publish the uh, the annual Old Farmer's Almanac. They've been publishing since 1792. And their record on predicting the weather over a year in advance, 80% accurate. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't know what the National Weather Service record is, but their record is 80% accurate. Uh, and uh, what, are they, what do they say for January for, for uh, South Texas? Uh, the temperature in January will be 2.0. Degrees uh, below average for uh, for January, and uh, rainfall will be uh, one uh, four inches, which is one and a half inches above average uh, for for our area. And uh, so they're they're pretty accurate. Like uh, so, that's anyway. I like the old Farmer's Almanac. If you care to uh, believe what they have to say or not, it's up to you. But you're fighting an eighty percent average. So how about that?
3: Well, did you know that Capitol buildings in multiple states were temporarily shut down and evacuated Wednesday because of threats?
1: I know the uh, what was it, Colorado or one of those one of those states?
3: It was uh, Kentucky, Mississippi, mm-hmm. Georgia, Connecticut, Michigan, and Minnesota. Uh, there was a, a mass email sent to several secretaries of state and state offices across the country, and a copy of the email threat showed government offices in at least 23 states listed as recipients Um, but just the ones that i listed were the only ones that uh, actually received it or actually believed it i guess Um, the sender claimed to have placed explosives inside your state capital although no specific state was mentioned in the email and it's not clear if other email threats were, were sent
1: Well, there was one state, and I don't remember which one it was, but you may know, where pro-Palestinians invaded the state legislature and they had to evacuate.
3: Oh, no, this this is something totally different. This was an anonymous email that that was sent.
1: Well, my point is, you know, the Democrats make a big deal about January 6th, and it was an insurrection, and, you know, they tried to overthrow the government and all that. Uh, And we're going to be talking about that later in the show, but uh, since this, this is the day... Uh, what happened the other day when they pro-Palestinian invaders, you know, insurrectionists, in the true sense of the word, went in and disrupted the legislature and the legislators had to flee, nobody was arrested. Not a single person was arrested. Wow. Yet look what they did to people who innocently on uh, January 6th in the U.S. Capitol... When they were invited in, as we know now, because the videos have finally come out, when they were invited in by the Capitol Hill Police to come in, and now they're in prison for how many years now? Three without trial? Three. Many of them without trial? Three years. Three years. Three years. Well, speaking of trials, I think we uh, pretty much everybody knows about the murder in Fredericksburg uh, this week. Uh, well, they've arrested a, um, a man... Uh, And I'm not going to give him publicity. These people, you know, love to hear their name, and read their name and all that. So I'm not going to give this guy any publicity. I will give publicity to, we will give publicity to Arthur Cortez, uh, who is the innocent bystander who was murdered. A guy guy holds up a mini-mart in Fredericksburg and then he kills somebody. I mean, really? What? Uh, and there, there, I, there's no, I haven't read anything, haven't been able to find anything of what Arthur Cortez did to be such a threat to this guy. Um, but uh, And this doesn't happen at Fredericksburg. Uh, that's the thing.
3: It doesn't happen in Hill
1: Country. It doesn't happen in Hill Country. Um, it's only the second homicide reported by the Fredericksburg Police Department or the Gillespie County Sheriff's Office since 2020. And I think that other one uh, was a domestic. Most Most of these things are domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, they, uh, the uh, Fredericksburg Police Department said in a social media post, the uh, quick apprehension of the criminal would not have been possible without all the phone calls, emails, and Crime Stoppers tips received by law enforcement from our community. Unquote. So. Uh, I thought that was something to mention. Again, everybody's aware of it, I know, but uh, maybe there's some uh, little background that you didn't know. I still want to know, if, you know, is this guy crazy? He just shot somebody, or was there some threat or something? But nobody to- tells us those things.
3: Well, you mentioned <clears throat> Crime Stoppers. Um, w- mm-hmm. We are personally familiar with the case that in Kerrville, um, where uh, cr- neighbors calling into Crime Stoppers were able to. Uh,
1: Stop a, oh, yeah. a, a a a house of ill repute. Yes. Is that what you're referring to? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. That was,
2: a, uh yes, that was, A collection that was a, of a, a, in, in, in Kerrville.
1: In Kerrville, a a, a a collection of soiled doves working out of a residence in Kerrville, mm-hmm. and had, Crime Stoppers noticed all the traffic.
3: Well, the, yeah, the, the the neighbors saw lots of traffic, and they mm. kept calling crime, crime Stoppers. Now, I'm assuming that they assumed. It was, uh, it was drug deals. Yeah, because there was so much traffic. Yeah, but uh, but it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> so things happen. Cr- crime Stoppers. Crime well, as Harley
1: says, there's crime in Kerrville. <laughs> That's right. But, uh, yeah. Well, did you know that the Justice Department is suing the state of Texas and Governor Abbott to block the new state law that allows migrant arrests and deportations, and including allowing police to arrest migrants who enter the country illegally and uh, allowing state judges to deport them. Uh, so uh, the, uh, the, the J- Department of Justice, who is uh, against normal people, uh, they're arguing that uh, that infringes upon and counteracts federal offense to enforce immigration laws. <laughs> <laughs> and they say that with a straight face? I don't think they can. You know, I mean Here's the story so far, so far. A guy built a wall to keep people out, Trump. Then another guy, Biden, took it down and blamed the first guy because people are coming in. <laughs> I mean, that's that's it. That's that's the that's the story in a nutshell right there. I'll tell you what. I mean, you can't, you know, you just can't make this stuff up. They actually said, "All oh, you're in You know, we can't enforce the immigration laws because of Texas's law. Well, Abbott said Texas, quote, will take this fight all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court if necessary to protect Texans from President Biden's dangerous open border policies. And uh, Speaker uh, Johnson visited the border, and he said Texas has every right to have this law. Uh, You have to protect your people. You have to protect your state. And uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton said he's going to fight defend challenges against the law, and to push against the federal government's open borders doctrine. Texas has the sovereign right to protect our state. And speaking of that, isn't that the official state song of Texas, Allison? Yes, it is. We'll be back. we got lots more stuff, including, uh, was Jesus a Palestinian? That's what we're hearing.
0: You'll find out the real fact when we come back
1: just in a few minutes
0: grow in power and work throughout the ages
2: long.
3: Texas. Welcome back. We're Bill and Allison on the Hill Country Patriot, your information station.
1: And we're also online, are we not?
3: Yes, we are. We're online live at uh, hillcountrypatriot.com, and you can find our past shows recorded at firstcoupleoftexasradio.com.
1: You can download them to your favorite Mm -hmm. digital device and Mm -hmm. take them anywhere, Mm -hmm. anywhere you go.
3: And also, while we're talking about Hill Country, which is where we live, uh, CNN Travel has called Hill Country a must-see destination for 2024. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas Hill Country is among the few locations in the U.S. chosen by CNN Travel. In an article published on January the 2nd, uh, that was just a few days ago, <clears throat> it was included alongside travel spots like Turkey's Black Sea Coast, South Korea's Seoul, and Macedonia, Greece. How about that? well, Only
1: a, a few May other... Made the big time.
3: big time. Uh, CNN advised travelers to visit Green Hall, Texas' oldest dance hall, uh, which is in New Braunfels, and Marble Falls. And as we know, Hill Country is also the hub of wine tourism in the state. And the article uh, in in CNN Travel tells readers they will also find, I mean, we all know this, but this is what they're telling readers. They will find rolling hills and hiking trails winding rivers, wineries, barbecue music, and dance halls, plus an explosion of wildflowers in March and April.
1: Mm -hmm. I always tell people that we live in the prettiest part of Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, It's uh, blue bonnets and uh, springs and lakes and rivers and hills. But as you say, everybody knows that. Well, CNN, you mentioned CNN. Mm -hmm. Well, on Christmas morning, CNN anchor Poppy Harlow Asked um, Catholic priest Edward Beck uh, to talk about Christmas. Uh, Well, what he said is, I'm so struck, what I'm so struck by is the story of Christmas is about a Palestinian Jew, Jesus Christ. A Palestinian Jew born into a time when his country is occupied. You're hearing a lot of this. Uh, You certainly didn't during the Christmas season. About how Jesus was a Palestinian, uh, and he says, "Well, the story is they, ha- uh, you know, uh, the country was occupied, and so they eventually have to flee as refugees, illegal aliens." You can't make up the parallels to our current world situations. What Mister Beck said, uh, you just you just can't. They were they were they were illegals. Uh, they were in uh, in an occupied country. And they had to flee, and they were homeless. He said, "That's well, not true. No, that's what's, you know, none of the way he phrased it is true. Jesus was not a Palestinian Jew. I mean, Beck used Palestinian to describe Jesus's ethnicity, when in fact, Jew describes both Jesus's religion and his ethnicity. Jesus was Jewish because he was a, as we know, a descendant of David." the tribe of Judah, and because he was born in Judea, nobody living in the first century Roman province of Judea would have described themselves as Palestinian. The word didn't even exist until the second century when the province of Judea was renamed Syria-Palestinia about a 100 years after Jesus' death. And uh, Jesus was not born in an occupied country. The Roman Empire won control of Judea in the first century BC uh, and retained control of it until the Muslim conquest of Syria in the seventh century. So the land in which Jesus was born was, you know, about as occupied then as the U.S. is occupied today. And uh, finally, the, there's no evidence that Mary and Joseph were homeless. The second chapter of Luke, which talks, you know, shows the birth of Jesus, doesn't describe. The family is homeless. Um, uh, by the way, uh, this guy Beck is the same Catholic priest who two years ago said that Christians who didn't receive the COVID shot should not attend Christmas church services. Jeez. Of course. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> so, no, you see, you see th- this is who CNN puts on the air. I think he was on The View as well. Of course, you know, the next time you feel dumb, remember there are people who watch The View every day. <laughs> Well,
3: many people are familiar with Dante's famous Nine Circles of Hell, where different categories of pitiful souls spend eternity in horrific torment for their sins. Still, the ones Dante wrote about may seem a little outdated for modern readers. It's been 700 years since we learned who was hanging out in each circle of hell in Dante's Inferno. As a matter of fact, Bill Bill has in his office a uh, print of, of Dante. Dante and, and, that, that we, and
1: the seven circles in the in the background.
3: That that we bought at at Dante's Dante, home.
1: Dante's home. Dante gave it to me. Yes.
3: <laughs> okay, tell do you remember where his home was? Wasn't Zurich? Oh no, I thought, I thought it was Italy.
1: Oh. Zurich Italy. No, I don't remember where. Okay, it was. I think it's Italy. Oh, Florence, maybe well, Okay, Florence. F- yes, I think it's Florence. Florence. Okay. My answer for $150,000 is Florence.
3: <laughs> After extensive investigation, the Babylon Bee has discovered the the updated list of who will be cast into Dante's circles of hell. I, I, I left a few out because they're sort of boring, but anyway. Uh, okay, level one. People who use talk to text in public. Punishment. Condemned to spend eternity next to a woman screaming... No, I said slushy, slushy. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, level two. Anyone we had
1: that the other day in a restaurant? Guy at the next table was, oh yeah, well, yeah. Well, I, uh, I think uh, you know the brakes are gone. I think. So I, I mean, good lord.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was in a doctor's office, and there was someone behind me. Um, and I, so I couldn't see them. I couldn't see what was going on or who was talking, but I could hear uh, a description of all this this medical uh, medical details. And I thought, why on earth is a, a is a doctor's office, a nurse, or a doctor uh, talking about this in public? And I finally realized it was a woman using talk to text. Oh. It was a patient using talk to text.
1: You know, it, it <laughs> used own. to be it used to be when you saw somebody obviously alone. Talking as though someone else was there, you would say, Oh, that person is crazy. Yes. But now not necessarily.
3: Okay, well let's get let's get back right. to the circles of hell. Level two, anyone who asks working hard or hardly working. Oh, gee. <laughs> punishment, they will endure the unending awkward silence their joke deserves. Yeah. Level three, people who don't return their shopping carts to the corral, mm-hmm. punishment not fit for print
1: yeah no kidding i mean <laughs> i always th- you know i often see it, you know you see that all the time people people just leave the shopping cart sometimes just leave it in the parking space so nobody else can yes. park there I
3: yes mean, talk that's about the
1: worst rude. that's the worst i mean the, the there there are little cart corrals everywhere in mm-hmm. the grocery store just mm-hmm. take it to the cart corral exactly Isn't exactly
3: it? level four makers of single ply toilet paper the punishment they shall be forced to use their own product while eating only Taco Bell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I do, you know, that does remind me during the uh, pandemic, uh, you know, people were saying, my oh, gosh, this, the shelves are bare in the grocery store. You can't get food. You can't get toilet paper. Hey, I didn't think that was a problem. I mean, I figure if you can't get food, you don't need toilet paper.
3: <laughs> okay, level seven, the inventor of the recorder punishment May this person burn in everlasting hell while listening to a young child attempt to play Mary had a little lamb okay level 9 the TSA agent at George Bush International Airport terminal B who yelled you keep your belt on belt on right where everyone could see who she was talking to not more than 15 seconds after her saying Please remove your belt and any other accessories. Punishment: TSA pat down for all of eternity.
1: <laughs> well, we were in London, uh, like I guess it's last year now, 2003, 23. and we were going through security, and it wasn't very, wasn't crowded at all. Actually, we were going off hours. I think we were, we were the only ones going through security. And I've never met a friendlier security agent in my life than at the London airport. She was actually a very attractive uh, woman. And uh, we started just joking around. Uh, I, you know, try that in America. But, uh, yeah, she's, she said, uh, speaking of belts, she said, uh, would you, in her English accent, which I cannot uh, mimic, but she said, would you, you know, kindly take off your belt? And I said, I haven't had a woman ask me that in a long time. And she laughed, and she, and then she said, well, I get off at 5. <laughs> oh, I thought that was cute. Well, Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa was celebrated. <clears throat> Started on December 26th and to the 1st of January, so it's longer than Christmas. Christmas is only one day, but Kwanzaa is several days. And um, a lot of people don't know what, they've heard of Kwanzaa, but they don't agree with what it is. Well, I thought it would be appropriate to talk about Kwanzaa. It, it's, Kwanzaa is an invented holiday in, created in 1966. Uh, it's celebrated pr- pretty much solely by white liberals and public school teachers. Uh, A survey by the National Retail Foundation discovered only 1.6% of Americans celebrate Kwanzaa. Uh, And that includes, by the way, uh, our esteemed president and vice president. Uh, You know, I mean, they they love poor people so much they keep making more of them every day. (laughs) Uh, But uh, the, the, quote, holiday was created, as I said, in 1966 by a man named Ron Karenga. Who was a self-proclaimed communist and a racist, with a criminal record of uh, torture, among other things, of uh, women? Uh, Africans have never heard of Kwanzaa, By the way, uh, Kwanza is about as African as Elizabeth Warren is an Indian. You know, uh, but they claim, uh, of course, the Kwanzaa website says it has deep African roots. No, nobody in the Africa ever heard of it. Uh, a guy in America invented it. Um, it's, uh, but, but that's that's suppressed by the leftist media. Uh, that's those are inconvenient facts. Um, it has nothing to do with Africa. Everything to do with California in the 1960s. Uh, it it basically is made up to divide Americans, which is which is the Marxist agenda: divide us, uh, put us at war with each other, uh, and uh, create social chaos, uh, riots, and etc. And uh, then. Uh, the government has to come in and uh, be, a, be a tyranny. That's, that's the Marxist plan. That's what's going on in the United States today, uh, the Marxists that run our country. Um, Karenga, the guy who invented Kwanzaa, he ran a paramilitary organization in, the, in L.A. in the late 60s. Uh, he was involved in murder and torture, as I mentioned. Uh, he had his thugs beat up a student who asked him a question he didn't like at a college forum. Um, he's convicted of torture. Uh, at the trial, Deborah Jones, one of his victims, said she and another woman, Gail Davis, were whipped with an electrical cord, this is a karenga, and beaten with a karate baton after being ordered to remove their clothes. Uh, she said a hot soldering iron was placed in Miss Davis's mouth. Karenga put detergent and running hoses in their mouths. Uh, but karenga only served... Five years in a state prison for that. And guess what? You know what Ron Karenga is doing today, Allison? You don't know this story, do you? Mm -mm. He's a black studies professor at California State University at Long Beach. A convicted murderer and torturer is a professor at California State University at Long Beach. Um, So, you know, but they continue to shove this fake holiday down America's throat every Christmas. I mean... Woke liberals preach that Christmas in the classroom is intolerant. Isolate students who don't celebrate it. Yet Kwanzaa is permitted. Uh, And there's seven pillars of Kwanzaa. Include cooperative economics. And that's a Marxist reference. And that says also collective work and responsibility uh, is one of the principles of Kwanzaa. That's why Maasai and Zulu tribesmen still live in grass huts where animal skins and must walk everywhere. So that's what this is all about
3: Um, okay coming up next you're going to find out what strange
2: thing happened to a woman's driveway in Florida driveway driveway
1: We are Bill and Allison Mencaro back with you on the Hill Country Patriot, your information station. Okay,
3: you just before the break, you were talking about Kwanzaa. Did you have any, anything else to add? Well, you know, the add? only
1: thing else I have to say about Kwanzaa, which is a fake holiday, nobody in Africa ever heard of it, uh, invented by a convicted murderer and torturer who's now a professor at California State University, by the way. Another reason never to send your children to these famous universities. Um uh, our esteemed vice president, Kamala Harris, posted uh, on uh, social media, quote, our Kwanzaa celebrations are one of my favorite childhood memories. The whole family would gather around across multiple generations, and we'd tell stories and light the candles, unquote. That's what Kamala Harris said. Well, sometimes, you know, Allison, I find it hard to believe that she has a deep childhood attachment to a holiday that didn't exist when she was born. It was invented in 1966.
3: Yeah, invented <laughs> What a liar. What a
1: liar. That's just what I was going to say. Really? What yeah, what a liar. You know, some yeah. people think that Biden and Harris were sent by God, and if he did, he must have run out of locusts. That's all <laughs> I have to say. Man.
3: Well, I told you, we had a a story about something unusual that happened to a a Florida woman's driveway. Um, She was out for the afternoon, and when she returned, her entire driveway had been stolen, leaving her with with a patch of mud outside her front door. How do you steal a driveway? (laughs) And a bill for for over $10,000 to fix it.
1: (laughs) So a company came and dug it up and then billed her to fix it? Well,
3: no. Well...
1: not
3: what? <laughs> well, nobody is really quite sure, but not long after putting her Apopka, Florida home up for sale, Amanda Brochu noticed people showing up at her property measuring the driveway. When she asked the contractor why, uh, why he was there, the man told her someone inquired about replacing the concrete slab driveway outside her house. Um, a week later, her doorbell uh, camera captured footage of a mini digger tearing up the concrete slabs in her driveway um, by the time the cops arrived uh, it was too late uh, the contractors had hauled away the, her entire driveway
1: what it took her cops what six hours to get there
3: really i mean really how <laughs> long would that take well okay it was it was not a real long driveway um, but leaving just a dirt track between the road and the house uh, after her stimulus the, after her story made local news, a Cox Media Group uh, radio sponsor offered to replace the driveway for
1: free. Oh, nice? well, good for Cox! Very good.
3: Um, but n- the, nobody really knows what the scammer was was getting out of it, um, other than he he caused the woman a, a ton of misery. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe it was just a vendetta. Um, but apparently, the scam is not uncommon. Uh, her realtor posted about the incident on a facebook group for realtors and he received uh, comments from other agents saying that they'd come across similar incidents involving house b- houses being repainted or having their roof replaced
2: hmm.
1: is that odd yeah it is odd it does remind me though we we have a little farm uh, and uh, there's an old you know very old falling down barn on it and we thought well if we if we knocked that barn down and hauled it away, we'd have little more acreage for a crop. And uh, so we'd, we'd been, Alice and I have been talking about, well, you know, maybe we'll hire somebody to do that. And uh, went out to the farm one day and that building was gone. You remember that? <laughs> yes. The building was gone. And we, and we hadn't asked, hired anybody to tear it down. We're glad it was gone, but we thought, what the heck? And then we got a call from a local contractor who said, who was, oh, was he apologetic? he said we we were we got a job to tear down a a barn and we tore yours down by mistake
3: it went to the wrong address
1: went to the wrong wrong address and tore down the bar your barn and he was so apologetic and i said no you know don't be apologetic we we probably would have called you at some point and had you tear down anyway but uh, we got got away with that so that's cool well, January sixth is not an official holiday yet. Just watch it; it will be. Uh, it might replace Mother's Day, of course, which is transphobic because it ignores men who can give birth, as we know. Uh, and and oh, it might replace Memorial Day, which is racist because most of the people who died fighting for our country were white males. So we got to get rid of Memorial Day, and uh, Mother's Day, of course, is uh, you know that's that's uh, transphobic. Uh, but uh, the fact is, you know, talking about January 6th, more people question the 2020 election results today from ser- many surveys than questioned it three years ago. Uh, you know, part of it might be disbelief that Americans would be so stupid as to elect Joe Biden. But yeah, that's more people question the Trump Biden election today than did three years ago. Um, so uh, that's, uh, that's a little, a little, you know. They're they're still promoting this lie about January sixth. Um, I was invited by a friend in Fredericksburg who was going uh, to uh, uh, to the. Uh, he, he wasn't going to the Biden inauguration. He was, he wanted to go to the Trump speech on the, on the mall, and uh, I did I did not go because uh, um, I'm glad I didn't. now, but uh, nothing. You, you had to stay and do the radio show. Uh, I had to stay into the radio show. There you go. But January, you know, J- January sixth, you know, the media keeps putting it, pushing it down our throat that it was an insurrection, and then, oh, we, that uh, um, Trump should not be on the ballot because he promoted an insurrection. I've got a story about that here somewhere. But you know, if, if you somebody once said, if you still believe what the mainstream media tells you, raise your hand, and now slap yourself with it. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, anyway, I've got, I don't know, Allison, I, I, you probably have another story. While I look for this story about January 6th, if I still have it, why don't you tell us what you okay. got going?
3: Well, did you know that the Golden Gate Bridge, which is in San Francisco, as I'm sure everyone knows, and we we have walked across it, uh, they've installed a suicide net for the first time in its 87-year history. No kidding. Um, isn't that no funny? No kidding. Okay, on, on Memorial Day, there was a sign outside Terry Black's Barbecue joint in Austin that said remember the fallen savor the flavor
1: wow. <laughs> wow.
3: Wow. A, a son of Bucky's co-founder was arrested in Travis County after friends discovered a hidden camera in the bathroom of the family lake house ooh. he'd invited them to ooh was, so he was arrested Wow Wow okay. uh, the Houston Zoo's oldest resident 90 year old endangered tortoise Mr. Pickles and his wife, 53 year old Mrs. His Pickles, <laughs> recently welcomed three babies oh. dill, gherkin, and jalapeno. <laughs> his
1: wife, a tortoise's wife? You know, I, I read that. Are st- they legally married? I, I read I that, that story talk. and
3: I thought, surely this is a joke. So I Googled it to know, sure enough, it's a true story.
1: <laughs> wow. Well, I, you know, we, we talked about inauguration on January 6th and. Uh, uh, I don't know if we have time to tell our no. stories about inauguration, no. we don't why don't we uh, do that after the break some other time some yeah. after the well, break? after the break okay because
3: good. it was on uh, inauguration day
1: Well, that's true. Alice and I were in uh have been to several inaugurations in Washington because we used to mm-hmm. be on congressional staff at the u s Congress in d c mm-hmm. and uh, so we've got lots of stories about inauguration day that mm-hmm. we might might share with you some interesting uh things and speaking of events, we've got events coming up right after the news about what's going on in Hill Country and uh, things that you and your family want to know about. uh, There's several things coming up that uh, are quite interesting, and I think you'll enjoy that. Uh, So that will be coming up right after the news. And we've got a couple of birthdays of some famous musicians, and we're going to talk about them and some things you may not know about these famous musicians. So all of that is coming up on the Bill and Allison show on the Hill Country Patriot, your information station for the entire Hill Country and uh, Kerrville, Fredericksburg, to Johnson City, to Comfort, Bandera, Hunt, Ingram, Mountain Home, Center Point, and places in between. So uh, we're happy to have you on the Bill and Allison Show, and we're here every Saturday morning from 8 to 10. And we're also at firstcoupleoftexasradio.com, where you can uh, download our past shows Uh, And take them with you on your favorite digital device, no matter what you're doing, where you're going, in the car, bike riding, walking, whatever it might be. First Couple of TexasRadio.com. So we're coming up on the news. Stay tuned. We've got a lot of uh, information coming up for you. And we'll be back with Hill Country Events in just before you know it. The first couple of Texas radio. Here's Bill and Allison Mancaro.
3: Well, I'm Allison, and we are back.
1: Yeah, uh, we are indeed. We are. Thank you for joining us this yes, morning. I, I just get, Allison, I appreciate uh, all of our listeners. Haven't had a chance to tell you, but I just got a text, just came in um, from a, a friend of ours. And uh, she said, I heard you talking about your new weighted blanket. Uh, in uh, in March, five of my friends get together for a weekend at Lake Buchanan. It's my turn to plan activities. I'm going to teach us how to make a blanket like this. Thanks for sharing. By the way, we call it our Wow Weekend. Wild old women. As you can tell by our plans to knit blankets that are really wild. Shout out to the UPS store, by the way. They they at the What did we just learn about the UPS store and, and Bill and Ginny Bull and Chad Bull? uh and echo hill
3: um they're big supporters of uh of echo of uh echo hill, hill gold star camp and they do their printing at no charge
1: no charge they contribute all the printing and mm-hmm. there's a lot of it for mm-hmm. echo hill gold star camp uh, and if you go to echohill.org, e c h o h i l dot e-c-h-o-h-i-l-l dot <laughs> o-r-g uh if you want to learn more about a fantastic camp run entirely by volunteers run entirely on contributions, and it's free to the kids who are have lost a parent uh, in service to their country or as first responders, and uh, it's a fantastic, and it's right here locally in Hill Country. Um, and thank you, shout out to the UPS store, Bill Ginny and Chad Bull there and all the great employees there, Jordan and uh, uh, Lindsay and others that uh, we know. Uh, so that's what we're, we're looking at right now in our Bill and Allison Grapevine. Uh, born on this day in 1924 was Earl Scruggs, American bluegrass banjo player. Of course, you know uh, Flatt and Scruggs, Foggy Mountain Breakdown, Ballad of Jed Clampett and others. He's born in Flint Hill, North Carolina. And uh, the uh, recording of uh, Foggy Mountain Breakdown, people call it one of the greatest instrumentals ever recorded. Uh, it's, uh, was used in the movie Bonnie and Clyde with, um, Warren Beatty and, uh, Faye Dunaway. Uh, and then re-recorded after the film. The original version, uh, is, uh, is Earl Scruggs at his very best. And here, one of the greatest instrumentals ever recorded is the original Foggy Mountain Breakdown. right that's earl scruggs happy birthday earl scruggs american bluegrass banjo player that was one of the of course foggy mountain breakdown couldn't res- alice and i couldn't resist playing the whole thing it's so good you don't want to stop in the middle of that uh one of the greatest instrumentals ever recorded happy birthday to earl scruggs of flattened scruggs
3: well everyone remembers our how how long how long it was so hot well over 100 degrees this past summer Actually, we have listeners who are outside of our area who might not be be aware of it, but uh, it was incredibly hot. The for what was it? Two months. It was well over. It was over a hundred degrees. The Hub Bakery in Hutto created an apology cake. I'm sorry for what I said when it was 109 degrees outside. You're supposed to laugh at that instead of saying happy birthday. It says, "I'm oh, sorry for okay. for what I said." That written, was written on the cake. it Was written on the cake.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Ha ha. <laughs> sorry, so. went over my head. Huh. <laughs> Yourself. Oh. Okay. Well, well, t- I'll tell you what.
3: We've talked about this a lot, and we're not going to stop until it's over. Uh, Texas is likely to be the it state for the April eighth eclipse. Oh yeah. The hill country will likely see the most visitors. For example, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, which is right in the line of totality, they have a population of around seven million, but but it's only predicted that uh, 24 to 90,000 will travel there. Um, however, the Hill Country destination uh, that will likely see the most visitation is Kerrville, <laughs> mainly because it's easily accessible from San Antonio, which is on the southern edge of the path. It's not. Kerrville is right smack dab in the middle, mm. and Kerrville will be getting four minutes and twenty-five seconds of totality, and it will host NASA's Kerrville Eclipse Festival. Um, when when people realize that they can go from zero totality in San Antonio to four minutes, four and a half minutes, just by driving an hour on I ten, um, a, a professor at Schreiner told Space.com there was going to be a vast increase in traffic that day. I suspect I-10 between Kerrville and San Antonio is going to be a parking lot, Uh, either on purpose or not.
1: uh, Yeah, that's not going to be something to look for. I wonder how people are going to get to work. Well.
3: I suspect some businesses, I, I, I've i talked to various businesses, and I, I know some are going to be closed. Mm-hmm. Well, and schools are going to be closed.
1: Yeah. And what about, uh, I mean, if, if there's that much traffic, uh, how are ambulances going to, you know, emergency vehicles going to be? Uh,
3: well, the hospitals are working on a plan.
1: Okay, they get a lot of helicopters, I guess. Mm-hmm.
3: Man. And our um, communities, um, Kerrville and Fredericksburg communities in the area have task forces that have been working on this for a couple of years now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I'm no you've no doubt heard about the uh, controversy over the three college presidents. Uh, we uh, played a clip uh, a few weeks ago on our show about their, their they refused to condemn the genocide of Jews. Uh, On their campus, they they waffled on the question of whether that would be a violation of the code of conduct of calling for the murder of Jews. It depends on the context. Well, what the context? (laughs) What? So, anyway, uh, two out of these three are gone as presidents of their uh, Penn and uh, uh, Harvard, Uh, and this... uh, Uh, This woman, of course, at Harvard is black, Uh, not of course she's black, but she is black, but of course she's saying, well, it was racism. Uh, oh yeah! That, that, oh
3: yeah! She uh, she was forced out because she was black. She's black. Yeah. No, well, uh-huh. not, not Donnelly. Well, she... she
1: was hired because she was black. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh Yeah. So, yeah. She's
3: she's an anti semite and she's plagiarized.
1: And she, oh yeah, plagiarized. Well, more more than 50, more than once. Fifty times I read yeah. various books. Well, she, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's okay if you're you know, apparently among liberals if if you're black. But uh, this is what uh, we uh, Alice and I found. What we think is probably a good candidate for the next president of Harvard. I think this this woman, I think, checks all the boxes as the next— did you find it, Allison? Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, uh, I think she checks all the boxes, Allison, and I thought, to be the next president of Harvard. Just take Hi a there. listen. Hi
4: there. I'm Cody. Pronouns E-M-R-R-S or or really any neo-pronouns. that I am a— white, transmasculine, femme, non-binary, temporarily, mostly able-bodied, neurodivergent, obsessive, compulsive, chronically ill, culturally Jewish, Unitarian Universalist, non-monogamous, demi-low romantic, gray, demi-bisexual, survivor of acute and complex trauma, millennial, and cat parent in mental health recovery. My identities are fluid and ever-changing and don't like boundaries.
0: You're stupid. Really, really stupid. You're stupid.
1: Yeah, yeah. But you qualify to be president of Harvard University. Congratulations!
3: <laughs> well, the last news break, <clears throat> Senator John Fetterman of Pennsylvania said, and and he is known for having, after having a stroke, having, having some physical and, and it's thought to be even mental problems, and he started, they played a, a quote from him, and I thought, oh, how sad, because he, <laughs> I, I'm laughing because the, I know the end of the story. He said, I don't even recognize Harvard. <laughs> I thought, isn't that sad? He doesn't recognize this, the university he went to. But no, what he what he was saying was, I don't recognize. Oh, no, it's not the same place. Yeah, I yeah. don't recognize what Harvard has become. And he went there. He's. He said. He said. I went there 25 years ago, and it was pinko back then. But uh, mm-hmm. he said, I do not recognize it today. No, it's crazy. Yeah, and Absolutely. that was just the, our, our last commercial break. Yeah, you'd, I mean, you'd, not you'd, commercial break. A uh,
1: news break. You'd have to be an idiot to send your child to Harvard. Number one, I don't remember what they charge, but it's uh, it's, it's off the it's, charts. It's, it's it's off the charts. But you're look stupid. It yeah, it's stupid. It's for sure. Anybody send their kid really, to Harvard really is stupid. stupid. Or any of those Ivy League schools anymore they've changed so much all right they're, they're they're a cesspool of of wokeness and leftism and if you send your kid there uh guess what you'll get back you know it's uh they'll, they'll ruin the kid oh my oh my uh what we got what we got um coming up on a break aren't we Allison? or are we doing okay because I, I don't know where to go here Whether I should do a story or not.
3: You should do a story.
1: I should do a story. Okay. Uh, Nikki Haley. Let's talk about Nikki Haley for a minute. Uh, So There are some conservatives, Republicans who uh, like her, believe it or not. And, uh, well, Allison, I want to tell you a little about Nikki Haley. Uh, She claims to be tough on the border today. Uh, but back in 2015, she had a very different opinion. She actually told voters to be nice to illegals and to stop calling them criminals. Here's what Nikki Haley said in her own words in 2015.
4: But let's keep in mind, these people that are wanting to come here, they want to come for a better life, too. They have kids, too. They have a heart, too. They, so we don't need to be disrespectful. We don't need to talk about them as criminals. They're not. They're families that want a better life, and they're desperate to get here.
1: Yeah, that's Nikki Haley uh, a few years ago.
3: Actually, they are criminals.
1: Well, not every migrant what? is a criminal. No, well, no, no. A lot of them are. They're
3: coming here illegally. Well, they, that's
1: that, true. That, that's a crime. That makes you a criminal. Do you? Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Allison. You're absolutely right. That's why they're called illegals. Right, you know? right. Uh, but now she's saying... Oh, I, I, she just told the Des Moines Register, I think we need to secure the border. We need to do whatever it takes to stop this inflow of illegal immigrants. Well, Nikki Haley talks out of both sides of her mouth. She's a rhino, and there's a lot of... The, the anti-Trumpers are pushing to get her as Trump's vice president, and you know what might happen if she's vice president of the United States. She's going to... Well, what will happen, she'll undermine everything Trump is trying to do. She's a deep stater. Uh, she... Uh, She was ambassador to the U.N., uh, and all she did there was read speeches that other people wrote for her.
3: Uh, Donald Trump Jr. has said she will not be his father's vice president. Well, I
1: hope. Is that right? I know he's against her being a vice president. And uh, uh, Trump uh, told Breitbart News this week that uh, if you look at the history of elections, people don't vote for vice president. Vice president candidate doesn't bring you any votes. And so, uh, you know, he's, he's... Nikki Haley would be a disaster, and I fear if something happened to Trump, God forbid, and she became president of the United States, uh, it, it would be an, a you know it, another you know another Biden situation. I mean, it's it's just a it's just a well. Speaking of illegals, you've heard of anchor babies? You know what anchor babies are? Mm-hmm. Uh, the ch- children. I know you know, Allison. Children born to illegal aliens in the United States. Are granted automatic citizenship in the United States, uh, even though the Supreme Court, by the way, has not ruled on that. Uh, as, but uh, uh, households are led that are led by illegal aliens and have children born in the United States, anchor babies, are more likely to be on welfare than are households headed by U.S.-born people, according to the Center of Immigration Studies. Sixty percent of illegal alien-headed households use one or more multiple one or more welfare programs, compared to thirty-nine percent of households led by individuals born in the United States. So, illegals can't access the majority of welfare programs, but their children, their anchor babies born in this country, can receive welfare benefits that their parents can exploit. Uh, For example, a dozen states provide Medicaid to all low-income children, irrespective of their immigration status. Uh, They have access to several government food programs. Um, And uh, the problem is uh, there's a large number of Americans are struggling to provide for their children, but illegals get it first. Uh, In the uh, the hospital in California, I was reading uh, that uh, they don't have beds, uh, enough beds for... Pregnant women, uh, uh, induced pregnancies, uh, that over 90% of the beds are taken up by illegals. And the uh, American citizen women uh, who are having an induced pregnancy have to delay it. Delay them. Delay Mm -hmm. them because illegals are taking up the bedding, the beds and the the bed spaces. Um, So it's uh, the total number, according to the Federation for American Immigration Reform, or called FAIR, The total number of American-born children, anchor babies of illegal aliens, most recent figure, 5.78 million. I mean, we're the only country in the world, as far as I know, that that has this anchor baby thing. Um, And uh, fair again, Federation for American Immigration Reform says that illegal aliens and their U.S.-born children impose a net annual cost of 150.6 billion with a B dollars. On American taxpayers, in the last five years, the yearly cost has increased by nearly thirty-five billion dollars. And Fair concludes by saying this burden will only continue to grow as a result of the Biden administration's open border policies. You know, I, they they call it by it's a Biden administration. I mean, we we all know that Joe doesn't know what day it is, so uh, you know he's he's more confused than Michelle Obama's gynecologist. Yo. Oh, oh what, you got, what you got coming back? Coming when we come up back after the break, Alison.
3: Coming up after the break, you're going to be surprised to learn who a lot of blacks are supporting for president. Welcome back. We're Bill and Allison. Just makes makes me want to get up and dance.
1: I know. Nice music. Mm-hmm.
3: Thank you, Harley, for picking that out for us. <laughs> okay, well, well, I said before the break that you'd be surprised <clears throat> to learn uh, who a lot of black people are supporting
5: for president. He's riding y'all who voted Democrat, who had uh, issues with Trump, not even that you even know why you had your issues, just the media pushed it and so you guys hated him. All right, it's all good. But at some point, many of y'all have changed your mind and you now support Trump, but you're doing it on a sneak. Come on y'all, let's own up to it so that we can all support this man together. The hood is waking up. (laughs) What I mean by that is the uh, lower income blacks that the uh, Democratic establishment has been holding on to, even they're starting to see through the bull crap. They're starting to even realize that they've been lied to, that they've been pimped out. Um, And a lot of them are not afraid to speak out anymore. This is a problem for the Democrats.
4: Let's be honest. We made more money underneath Trump than any other presidency ever.
5: When are you guys gonna learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood. Gangsters. How about Trump 2024? You heard me? Woo woo. Gangsters. The hood got this man back. You heard me? It's Trump twenty twenty four. That's what it's gonna be. Cause we ain't having nothing else. Trump is a brother now. I'm sorry. You go to you go to goddamn it. You go to jail in Zone Six, Atlanta. You a brother, straight up. Trump. We need him back. We need him back. Biden ain't do s for us. You
3: yeah. <clears throat> Biden. According to Mark Fisher, a Black Lives Matter (BLM) leader. Uh, President Donald Trump has done more for black people than any other president. He he has recently turned into a supporter of the former president. I believe that Donald Trump is the best current candidate that we have for the black community. I think he speaks directly to the needs of black people. His record is proven. He has done more for black people than any president that I can think of in my lifetime. So I want to give him another opportunity. Uh, Some politicians have been using race to deflect attention from their own failures, Fisher said. If race was such a problem, why are our school systems and cities run by Democrats failing and have been failing for the last 50 years? Uh, And again, this is Mark Fisher, a uh, Donald Trump supporter and a founder of a Black Lives Matter uh, uh, chapter. He said, I'm tired of people cashing in on American division and American suffering, and I'm here to put a stop to it. He surprised many by showing vehement support for Mr. Trump during an interview in October. Now, he is disappointed with uh, both the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. However, he spoke highly of Mr. Trump and praised him as the best candidate.
2: Well, he's
1: waking up. Yeah, he's...
3: He's anti-institution. He can't be bought. He can't be sold.
1: So what I've always said about Trump, the, one of the great things about mm-hmm. Trump is he cannot be bought, exactly. unlike the rest of them. Mm-hmm. He exactly. cannot be bought. He's got plenty of money. He doesn't, you know, try to bribe him. See what happens.
3: Yeah. yeah. And Fisher went on to say, he's going to give it to you straight and keep it real. And those who relate to that love that about him. If you look at both parties and the potential candidates, including the current president and vice president. I think he's the best candidate we have. It's a Hmm. Um, no-brainer.
1: That's what I said about the uh, Biden-Harris ticket, a (laughs) (laughs) no-brainer. Exactly.
3: Uh, Mr. Fisher believes that he's not a lone Trump supporter in the BLM movement, uh, but fearing backlash, some blacks feel they can only whisper, I'm voting for Trump. But I feel like the tide is starting to turn, he said. During an interview, a lot of black people are starting to pivot off that Democratic plantation. For generations, black leaders and, and churches have encouraged blacks to vote for Democrats. Uh, polling shows support for, uh, for so long we've been slaves to that. Uh, polling shows that support for Trump has more than tripled now 20% in some surveys, and this is among blacks.
1: Democrats will lose if they if they lose twenty percent of the black vote. That's mm-hmm. going to gonna yeah. sink them, and they know it too.
3: Yeah, and uh, Fisher does not stand alone in the black community in wanting to see President Trump return to office. More and more black people every day are supporting him. Look at the rappers. The latest one who just went turncoat on the Democrats was Walk a Flock of Flame. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> who announced on Twitter that he's, one of my favorites. He's voting for Trump, <laughs> and. He posted a photo of himself and Trump and another post simply stated Trump 2024.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Walk a
1: flock of flame huh Oh yeah there you go.
3: Yeah and well, okay, look at how a black neighborhood in, in Fulton County cheered Trump. On the way to the county jail. Oh
1: yeah, you didn't see that on major news media. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean they they lined the streets mm-hmm. when Trump was on his way to the Fulton County trial and all that. Yeah. They were li- I saw videos of it. People were lining black people, all black, all black yeah. faces cheering. Cheer- they were shouting. They were shouting
3: "Free Trump."
1: Yeah, yeah, man. You, you as w- as one guy said, you played. Uh, if you know. If if you go to if if, if you're on trial and and, and you're arrested and, and prosecuted in in Fulton County in Atlanta, you're one of the brothers. That's right. <laughs> That's
3: and and great. and and they know that the blacks know that the government is harassing him because they've seen it in their own lives That's and right. they recognize exactly. the
5: persecution.
3: Exactly. This indictment
5: is causing black people to support Donald Trump more. Um, They had a video of Trump going down to be indicted in Atlanta and there was neighborhoods of black African, African Americans cheering for Trump because they understand how they have been done by the system. Uh, They understand that they've been, their people have been attacked by the system for for, for generations. So they see this attack on Trump and they they relate to it. And it's causing most of all I saw on TikTok was people supporting Trump. And I think this indictment that this corrupt D.A. did is going to backfire. That's going to come have droves of people that support him that never would have supported him before.
4: What the mainstream media is not telling you folks is this. President Trump drove through the black community. People in the black community came out of their houses, lined the streets, and was cheering on President Trump and they were yelling, free Trump, free Trump, we love you, President Trump, free Trump. The, the mainstream media is not going to show you that. The mainstream media is not going to show you that the people in Fulton County, Georgia, the black community, came out of their house, lined the streets, and was cheering President Trump and saying they love him, free Trump, free Trump, free Trump, we love you, President Trump. Now, the mainstream media is not going to tell you that. This is what Rachel Meadows said on CNN. She said that they don't want a commander-in-chief, a convicted criminal, a criminal in the White House. We have a criminal already in the White House. We got quid pro quo Joe.
5: This is how I know most American people are robots because how y'all looking at this whole situation lets me know that y'all have no individual perspective. America only treats people like this when they feel like they are trying to show them I'm still in control they're trying to embarrass him he's a president he has secret service like Charleston White said he cannot go to prison it's not gonna happen which lets me know this is about a form of control they're trying to embarrass him and his team they're trying to break him they're trying to show him you are not in control as much as you want and he's fighting back even more that's the issue and I find it weird how y'all want me to care about his taxes taxes y'all want me to care about him groping women I don't care about none of that it ain't got nothing to do with me. Everything that they're trying to go against him for is his private issues. When Biden is still president, he's giving all of our money to Ukraine. The issues that American people have issues with lets me know why they treat y'all how they treat y'all. Robots.
3: Welcome back. We're Bill and Allison. On Hill Country Patriot, your information station.
2: Hmm.
1: Glad you're with us today. Oh, we've still got a lot to talk about. And uh, I've got a quiz for Allison.
3: Okay. I'm spring. She's I, I, always good. Do- I, I quiz you all the I time. Know.
1: I know. I don't get to quiz you. I just got one question. Or well, maybe two, or maybe three. What's the only state that you cannot fly to on a commercial flight? That's a question for you, Allison. You're <laughs> I'm, not paying attention. I'm thinking. The only state that you cannot get on a commercial flight and fly to.
3: Hmm. That doesn't that doesn't make any sense.
1: What do you mean it doesn't make any sense? You well, don't understand the question. Why
3: <clears throat> Why can't you fly to a state?
1: Because there's no commercial f- flights into the state.
3: Wow must be a really small state.
1: Mm-hmm. Delaware.
3: Huh,
2: I did not can't know that. You can fly
1: into Delaware on a commercial flight. I did not know that. I know. I know you didn't know that. Huh. Um, did you know you're from Ohio? Well, you, I know you know you're from Ohio, yeah. yes. <laughs> did yes. you know, since you are from Ohio, that the first city to use police cars was Akron, Ohio? Hmm. Huh. That you, you used to know? Um, the car theft capital of the world? Where is that, do you think? Detroit? Well, only because it's associated <laughs> with the Motor City, and it's Newark, New Jersey. Okay. Now, there are more cars stolen in Newark, New Jersey than in New York City and L- LA combined. Wow. How about that? Just that,
3: you'd that, Those. <clears throat> we, we went into <clears throat> Newark. <clears throat> Camden. Oh, I, I, never mind. So I won't tell the story. <laughs> <Okay>. Never mind.
1: <laughs> well, you can tell the story. It's an interesting story. You go. You, can, you travel from Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. Um, I'm sorry, Philadelphia. There's a bridge that goes. You want to tell the story?
3: goes to Camden, New Jersey. That's right. And just for the heck of it, we were in Philadelphia. And <clears throat> just for the heck of it, we said, oh, let's go across the bridge
1: and see what Camden looks like. See what Camden looks Big like. Big mistake, by the way. <clears> and uh,
3: <laughs> anyway, so don't don't insult our, well, our you, listeners you, in Camden.
1: You, yeah, you, you leave uh, Philadelphia, you cross this bridge, and you go into Camden. And, uh, you know, in the first 10 seconds, we realized, don't want to hang around here. Nothing to see here. (laughs) Yeah, move along. So we turned turned around and uh, got on the bridge to go back to Philadelphia. Well, if you want to go from uh, Philadelphia to Camden, no toll, no problem. If you want to get out of Camden and go to Philadelphia, you have to pay a toll on that same bridge. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) What does that tell you? Oh, on a more serious note, and not happy about this. Planned Parenthood got 1.8 billion of our tax dollars between 19, uh, 2019 and 2021. Oh. Federal government gave almost two billion dollars to Planned Parenthood and other abortion, murder, you know, murder groups, according to the Government Accountability Office. Uh, they also received. Over 90 million dollars in Paycheck Protection Program loans during the pandemic, uh, and during the period covered this 2019 to 20 to 21, Planned Parenthood performed 1.11 1.1 1. 1 million abortions, over a million babies murdered. Uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee said, while small businesses struggle to make ends meet during the pandemic. Planned Parenthood illegally siphoned over $90 million from the Paycheck Protection Program, which was specifically designed to help mom-and-pop shops keep their doors open. Now, federal law prohibits the federal funding of abortions under the Hyde Amendment, but doesn't prohibit funding abortion providers.
3: they found a loophole.
1: It's a loophole. Um, Planned Parenthood gets reimbursements from Medicaid, Medicare CHIP reimbursements, $1.5 billion, with a B. Federal funding and grants and cooperative agreements, $148.5 million. And loans forgiven in the PPP program, $90.4 million. According to the GAO report, the annual federal grant money to Planned Parenthood has quadrupled since Biden took office. And, of course... The money helps their organizations operate and provide abortion. So it's a loophole in the Hyde Amendment. A lot of people don't know the history of Planned Parenthood. It's founded by a woman named Margaret Sanger. And Margaret Sanger uh, believed that uh, we'd all the world would be better off if people of color were murdered. Straight out. If people of color were murdered, the world would be better off. And she's the one who's who's founded Planned Parenthood.
0: Planned Parenthood hails founder Margaret Sanger as a champion of civil rights. But one thing they don't talk about is the racism behind her fight to legalize abortion. A group of African-American leaders want to focus attention on her ideology and how it affected black birth rates. Abigail Robertson has more on this story.
4: Margaret Sanger strived for a society that limited births to only those she deemed fit to have children. I think the greatest sin in the world is bringing children into the world that have disease from their parents, that have no chance in the world to be a human
3: being, practically. Delinquents, prisoners, all sorts of things, just mock when they're born. That to me is the greatest sin.
4: Many pro-choice advocates see her as a hero, but critics call her a racist eugenics promoter who targeted black communities with her Planned Parenthood clinics.
5: Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, once said, colored people are like weeds, they need to be exterminated.
4: People don't understand that 79 percent of Planned Parenthood clinics are located in minority communities, and that minority communities um, shoulder a disproportionate amount of abortion. Dr. King says while African Americans make up only 13 percent of the U.S. population, over 30 percent of aborted babies are from black mothers.
5: Under the veil of secrecy and deception, 60 plus million babies have not been born because they were aborted legally since 73. One third of that population belong to the African American community.
0: I have a real serious concern about the number of abortions that's taking place in the minority community, particularly the black community, and that uh, I see this as a form of genocide that is something we need to take a serious look at.
4: Planned Parenthood receives around 500 million each year from taxpayers. 96% of the time if a pregnant woman walks into their clinic that she will have an abortion. Pro-life advocates want Congress to move that money to women's clinics that do not perform abortions. They outnumber already around the country Planned Parenthood Parenthood clinics 20 to one. They truly help poor women they truly care for the least of these, but they don't do abortions.
1: Well, that's that's something you may not have known about Planned Parenthood and mm-hmm. Margaret Sanger. A lot yeah, of people don't it's, know it's, about it's that back, stuff.
3: It's background. People don't realize that it was it was founded to wipe out black people mm-hmm. Co- mm-hmm. completely by by aborting them.
1: That's exactly right. Uh, so if that disturbs you, don't give money to Planned Parenthood. Don't certainly don't go to or send a, uh, your child there because uh, they'll murder your, the baby. Um, instead, uh, if you're in Hill Country, uh, the Pregnancy Resource Center, uh, and in Kerrville, but they have a mobile unit goes all over Hill Country. Uh, they counsel women. Uh, they give and they don't charge anything. Uh, they give them uh, free ultrasounds uh, so they can see uh, the, the development of their baby and. Uh, a large percentage, uh, that's, uh, my memory is over 90% of the women who come in thinking they might want to have an abortion once they see that baby on the ultrasound, they change their mind. So uh, s- support the Pregnancy Resource Center. Um, it's located in Kerrville, 704 Jefferson Street. Uh, you can go to thepregnancyresourcecenter.org. The, it's all one word, thepregnancyresourcecenter.org. Uh, and uh, they're welcome you're welcome to come down and see what they do they'll give you a tour and uh, just see the wonderful work they do so that's that's uh, certainly better than uh, sending uh, sending people to Planned Parenthood for sure
3: well aren't you going to talk about somebody else having a birthday this week
1: I was thank you for reminding me allison Roger mm-hmm. Miller Roger Miller. Uh, Born this week in 1936. Uh, of course, American country singer and songwriter. Uh, King of the road. Dang me. He was born in Fort Worth. Hmm. How about that in 1936? Uh, and uh, so here's uh, just a little reminder of the great Roger Miller.
0: Trailer for sale or rent. Rooms to let 50 cents no phone no pool no pets ain't got no cigarettes ah but two hours of pushing broom buys a eight but twelve four bed room i'm a man of means by no means king of the road third boxcar midnight train Destination Banger, Maine Oh, worn out suit and shoes I don't pay no union dues I smoke old stogies I have found Short but not too big around I'm a man of means by no means King of the road, I know it engineer on every train all of the children and all of their names and every hand out in every town and every lock that ain't locked when no one's around I sing trailers for sale or rent rooms to let 50 cents no phone no pool, no pets ain't Got no cigarettes ah, But two hours Of pushing broom Buys a 8 by 12 4-bit room I'm a man Of means by no means King of the road Trailers For cigarette Rooms To 50 cents No phone No boo
1: no pets. I ain't got no cigarettes ah, there you go. Roger Miller. Happy birthday, Roger Miller. Born in Fort Worth, Texas this week in 1936.
3: Well, I've got a question for you. All righty. Do you know why Hill Country's weather is more extreme than San Antonio's?
1: Elevation? Yes. <laughs> oh, really? I, I got it.
3: <laughs> The short answer is elevation.
1: Thank you. What's the long answer? Hill
3: Hill Country is tucked behind the Balcony's escarpment, Mm -hmm. uh, so it sits at higher elevations in San Antonio, Mm -hmm. and uh, therefore is subjected to a more volatile climate on the Edwards Plateau. And our region lies too far from the Gulf of Mexico to share San Antonio's relatively temperate conditions.
1: Oh, so it's a proximity to the Gulf of Mexico, even that short distance between Hill Mm -hmm. Hill Country and San Antonio? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow.
3: Well, and and, and our elevation.
1: Yeah, our elevation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said that.
3: Yeah, as so, as I recall, uh, San Antonio is about ninety feet above sea level, and uh, really, is I, that all? I checked it. I oh checked it gosh. on on my uh, altimeter once, and uh, ninety feet, something like that. And we are at about we about seventeen. I find that very hard to believe,
1: Allison. I'm going to double check it right now while you. Okay. okay. San Antonio, Texas elevation. <laughs> See. See if you're right or wrong. He's talking to his phone. 945 feet. You got it. You pegged it, Elton. Well, you said 90 feet. Okay, well, I was was, was close. (laughs) I was close. (laughs) And you do, uh, you balance the checkbook, too?
2: (laughs)
3: No, actually, the computer does. I
1: I didn't think 90 feet was quite right, but I'm surprised it's as low as it is, 945 feet. Mm. Yeah. Well,
3: I knew it started with a nine. (laughs) Maybe it's nine feet. (laughs) So, anyway, so so our land uh, in hill country... Um, lies in a semi arid transition zone, mm-hmm. which abuts the, the desert to the west. Oh, wow. Oh, mm-hmm.
1: wow. Well, we're wrapping up on the Bill and Allison Mencaro show. We're glad to have you with us every Saturday morning from 8 to 10, or you can catch us uh, mm-hmm. at, uh, well, you can catch us uh, live also uh, at uh, hillcountrypatriot.com and firstcoupleoftexasradio.com. Remember, it's the last day for the annual Kerr County Livestock Show and Sales. Uh, 11 o'clock with a luncheon, auction at 1 p.m. at the Happy State Bank Event Center in Kerrville. And today is also the last day to enjoy the skating rink run annually by Heritage School at Fredericksburg Market Plots, open from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. today, the last day. Well, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all your ways, and He will direct your paths. Thanks for listening. Bye, Allison.
2: I'm Bill and by everyone in Hill Country.